Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings Of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings Of right here on Movement Radio. My name is Talon Williams alongside Chip Hazard. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the hauntings of the state of Oregon. So, Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? Well, Oregon is a state that is filled with some of America's most notorious haunted houses, creepy roads, and hellish haunts. These are not just those little creaks and groans, but real-life, genuine hauntings that will make the hair on the back of your neck stand on end. So let's take a few minutes to explore some of the most haunted places in the state of Oregon. Okay, with a statement like that, this better come with it. That's all I'm going to say. So I agree. We're going to start off with the Lenore. Lenora, I'm sorry. And this is in Independence, Oregon. Now, the town of Independence is said to be a very haunted town, and there are very few locations who who have not had a personal experience of Lenora. Fifth. She was a 15-year-old girl who fell in love with a soldier who went off to fight in World War I and died within a week. She was heartbroken, obviously, and brokenhearted as she was, she threw herself, uh, she threw herself through a glass skylight into what is now the Moran Italian restaurant. It is said that there is a stain on the floor that simply cannot be removed and that her ghost has been seen wandering around town on countless occasions. Interesting. So the whole town... Okay, so so, 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 so I'm, I read that incorrectly, ladies and gentlemen, so please forgive me. The whole entire town of Independence is haunted by this 15-year-old girl named Lenora, who, you know, is very distraught after the death of, you know, her, uh, you know, love. And throws herself through the glass skylight, killing herself. The fact that the stain still remains on the floor is the part that kind of, kind of like gets you because you're like, man, well, okay, well, why isn't the stain? And wouldn't it make sense if it bothered you that much to just replace the floor if that was the case? Anyway, what, what do you think? What do you feel about this one? Well, wonder if they did replace the floor and the stain just comes back. Oh shit! It doesn't say, but right. Wow, that that that's different, you know, which. I think a lot of it, you know, most of I mean, most of them, these are the, the 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 tragic stories that you that you hear. Um, and if her ghost has still been wandering around town, is she still looking for her lost love? Is that why she stayed in town? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but this this seems more of a tragedy with kind of an odd circumstance due to the stain still being on the floor but it seems more of a tragedy than than anything that's like haunted or paranormal right yeah it almost makes you it almost makes you it makes you sad more it doesn't like frighten you or anything it just it just makes you sad because it's like man you know like i wish that you know young soldier didn't have to pass away in world war one you know and this 15 year old girl didn't have to you know commit suicide and that's always a bad thing all right so we'll move on to the next one Bubba. you got it Yep, next we're going to talk about the Oregon Cave Chateau, and this is in 
Cave Junction. <clears throat> so, Oregon Cave Chateau was built in 1932, and it still has the same rustic atmosphere as it did way back then. Guests say they start feeling uneasy as soon as they lay eyes on the building. This continues to build as you climb the narrow staircase to the upper floors. It is said that a spirit named Elizabeth lingers in the sixth floor hallway during the day before wandering the hotel at night. <clears throat> she is said to be the spirit of a young woman betrayed by her husband on their wedding night. Hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. You ain't lying. Go ahead, continue. She apparently jumped to her death from the window of room 301 after seeing her husband in a compromising position with one of the chambermaids. Compromising position. Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> that's, that's what it, they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, just looking at the picture, I mean, I don't get like a creep factor by looking at it because to me it just looks like an old ass, you know, it looks to me like an old ass cabin they converted into like a fucking hotel. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if people want to check out this picture chip, where can they go? As always, check it out at hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored, but we hope to be. Exactly. Shout out to Haunted Rooms America. Um, yeah, this one, I mean, Jesus. Again, we're going back to, you know, it, it, it's a weird, strange thing. Like, I mean, you the two the first two entries on this list is about females killing themselves because of a vengeful love. I don't know. I mean, if I think I think I'm pretty I think it's pretty safe to say that had not that this will ever happen, but if you and me ever cheated on our wives, they wouldn't kill themselves. They would try to kill us. Oh, oh yeah, we would be the dead one. Exactly. So it, you know, I, I don't know. This is this is it's interesting. I mean, but it is fucked up for her husband to do this to them on their fucking wedding day. You know, do it to her on their oh, wedding oh, yeah. day. You know, like that's already like yeah, you you fucked up, bro. <laughs> you don't, you know. And then you wonder what that chambermaid was thinking. You know, exactly. Like Jesus, like that. That's a little. That's a little much. You know, and the fact that you only, you know, she only hangs out on the sixth floor, you know, which, which is strange that she hung out on the, that she hangs out, she hangs out on the sixth floor because apparently it says that she jumped to her death from room 301. Right. You would think that she would, uh, frequent that room and not three stories above. Right. But maybe possibly because, I mean, Room 301, after seeing her husband in a compromising position, maybe she don't want to go in that room because it reminds her so much of horrible experiences. Possible. That, it's very possible. You know, that's that's a different one all of itself. I mean, I guess because, I don't know, the sixth floor, you know, the number six has a lot to do with evil in some case. But I mean, but it doesn't specify if it's an evil spirit or anything like that. No. Nope. Um, it just, you know, again, this does, again, it borders on the tragic in a sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump on to the next one. And this next one is called Highway 101. And this is in Cannon Beach, Oregon. Highway 101 is a stunning stretch of highway along o Oregon's coastline. However, it may look beautiful, but it has a very dark side to it. Since the early 60s, there have been reports of people seeing a man with a bandaged face appearing on the side of the road. 
Some say that he has even been he I'm sorry, some say that he has even been glimpsed sitting in their back seats via the rearview mirror. But when they turn around, he is gone. Mm. Fuck you. No. Nope. Never going down the stretch of road. Not in the daytime. Not in the not nighttime anyway. Uh, hell, maybe not even in the daytime. Hell, maybe not even in the daytime. I mean, that's some. That, I mean, that's some creepy. Like, like immediately when this soon as said, like the bandaged face man with a bandaged face. Like, don't ask me why, but I thought of fucking um, uh, clown from uh, Slipknot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, okay. You know the the uh, the uh, the 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 um, the duality version, the the uh, subliminal versus version. Yes. You know what I mean? That that particular one. Um, uh, yeah, that. Ugh. I mean, you've heard story. I mean, if you if you if anybody's ever watched the first episode of uh, Supernatural, um, it, it, it kind of explores something similar to this, where the girls in the back, the ghost apparitions in the back seat, you know, looking at you through the rearview mirror, and that's that's always like a creep factor with all the different, like especially when you're driving down a narrow road at nighttime, not really. You know, you ain't paying attention to much. You're just driving. All of a sudden, you look in your rearview mirror to see if you see anything, and you see an apparition there, and it's like, oh, shit. And next thing you know, you're swerving all over the road. You hit the brakes. You try to get out of the car. You're freaking the fuck out. And then you realize, oh, shit, it's just a figment of your imagination. Shit, get back in the car. Like, I ain't getting back in the car. You can't walk. You're out here in the open. Well, fuck, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, ah, this thing's going to kill me. You know, Jesus, Jesus, please just get me home. I love some Yeah, just get me home, Lord. Just get me home. You know. Right. Um, but yeah, so. How are you feeling about this particular one? Uh, well, so ironically enough, when it says that there was reports of people seeing a man with a bandaged face appearing at the side of the road, my brain immediately went to, um, have you ever seen the movie The Invisible Man? Yes. Okay, so he has the bandages on his face so people can see him, but then he takes them off when they, he wants to be invisible. Oh wait, are you thinking of the Invisible Man or are you thinking of Hollow Man? This is the same thing. Well, I know it's the same thing with different different concept, different movie, you know. But I mean, I, I guess yeah, you're right. I was thinking of the one with Kevin Bacon because he had the advantages. So yeah. Well, yeah, they also did it in um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, the Invisible Man there wore bandages as well. Yeah. Uh, which, if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's really good pretty underrated movie in yeah. my opinion one of so. yeah sean connery did a really good job i know people always say john sean connery is you know well, he's the best james bond yeah he may be the best james bond but he was damn good in that movie so exactly okay so, yeah so the next one we're going to be talking about is oregon vortex and this is in gold hill oregon <clears throat> excuse me the go the the oregon vortex was originally known to the native americans as the forbidden ground largely because they're believed that evil spirits roamed that land. It is said that their, their horses would shy away and refuse to enter into the area. A horse, I'm sorry, a house, I'm sorry. I just said horse, I don't see horses. <laughs> a house was built on the land, but it has sunk into the ground at a diagonal angle. However, despite this, anyone who stands inside the house finds themselves standing perfectly upright that's some weird tricky scientific like angle manipulation shit i don't i don't know yeah it has also been said that people have appeared to change height inside that is believed to be the vortex there are also many ghost stories here 
most of them revolving around the apparition of the scientist John Lister, who originally discovered the unique properties of the area. Is this really a rift in time or space? Or is this something else more unexplainable? Uh, so honestly, it sounds like to me, and I don't know about you, but it sounds like to me, like one of those haunted or those old um, like carnival tricks. Yeah. Where where you, you, you kind of stand next to one thing and it makes you look taller and you stand next to something else and it makes you look shorter. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds me like you ever you ever seen that one uh, trick? Um, it's like you stand on one side of the room. Another person stands on the other side of the room. It looks like you're a giant. It looks like this person's a, like a midget. Maybe that's the incorrect word. It a sh- just a little person, a, a little person, and then you go. You guys change places, and now you look like the little person. This other person looks like the giant. Like it's some scientific. It's where your mind plays tricks on you and things of that nature. Um, right. And judging by the picture that you see, I mean, judging by the picture, the picture does look like it's very wonky. Um, obviously. Um, but then again, yeah. I mean. That's the way that we, who's to say that you walk in there and then you stand there and it doesn't flatten out due to the weight that you, that you have, you know what I mean? Right. You know, so that was an interesting one. So you got the next yeah, one? I do. I do. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Hot Lake Hotel and Hot Springs. And this is in La Grande, Oregon. So the Hot, Spring, hot Springs in La Grande, Oregon have a long and colorful history. They were initially a place of healing for Native Americans until the settlers came along and built a hotel on the land in the 1840s. Mm-hmm. So, first first thing, I have always been told you do not mess with uh, anything from the Native American. You know, you don't mess with Native American burial grounds, Native American... Uh, healing springs or anything like that. Right, they they are said to have specific powers that, uh, if are disturbed in a, a negative way, they resound negative energy yes. back. So, uh, we go from there. Then it says by the 1920s, it had been converted into a medical facility. And later, an insane asylum. And then after that, a retirement home. Hmm. It began to fall into disrepair. And in 1991, it was closed temporarily. This is when the first reports of paranormal activity began to surface. Okay. Okay, so it took all the way from the 1840s until 91. Right. That's a long time for it to lay dormant. Uh, so I, yeah. in my opinion, it, w- it would seem as if whatever the paranormal activity is, is, is very recent, right? you know? So, uh, <clears throat> it says there is now a hotel on the land and staff report hearing piano music, even though there's no piano in the building. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also a report of the ghost of a gardener who hung himself on the property, a strange mist that appears on the lake, and a higher than average number of car crashes right outside the property. Hmm. 
Um, that's interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if the car crashes are due to the the mist that appears on the lake. Um, yeah, I mean mist on the lake. I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a common occurrence, especially early in the morning. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now, strange mist. Like, I mean, is it is it strange? Like, maybe you you get mist maybe sometime in the early afternoon or. Because, you know, mist in the morning and mist right after rain, like, that makes sense. But for right. mist to just appear out of nowhere, like, that's a little bit weird. Yeah, I want to I want to know what makes the mist strange. Yes. Is it, like, so. is it a different color? Is it a, is it, does it, does it, is it a, is it a different pattern that the mist travels through or something like that? Is there certain areas where the mist is, is and where it's not normally? You know, I, I don't know. Right. But all right. Um, but then you got the ghost of the gardener who hung himself on the property. Um, how do they know like that is the exact ghost? Also, you know. I mean, it, it, he may be wearing gardening clothes or or something like that. Possibly. You know, maybe maybe he looks like the gardener off of uh, the Simpsons. I can't remember his name, but <laughs> me neither. Um, no, but the, you know, the the piano music is obviously you know thing if you there's no piano in the building then why you what happened to the music you know yeah that's the one thing that sticks out to me is you know the staff report hearing piano music even though there's no piano in the building at all so where's the piano music coming from exactly freaky as shit <laughs> but yeah <clears throat> excuse me so the next one we're going to be talking about is the Oregon Institute of Technology and this is in Kalamath Falls. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, now, the Oregon Institute of Technology was in use for many years and then was suddenly abandoned with little to no explanation given as to why. Some of the building was demolished and the remains soon fell into despair. However, there have been reports of strange activity around the area. The hill right next to the building is known to be the site where regular satanic ceremonies have been conducted. There have also been odd rock formations with animal bones in the center found around the ruins of the institution, and some reporters have even found blood. This is creepy enough, but there is also reports of shadow figures, loud unexplained bangs, and a very ominous presence okay um yeah <laughs> what you got oh uh, i don't know it, it... not to say that you know say i'm not going to go on i'm not going to go that far as to say that you know satanic rituals don't exist because there are those people who are very much satanist who will have ceremonies and conduct their um, beliefs with different sacrifices. Um, right. This one, though, like I feel like this is more about the hill itself than it is about the actual institution itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it says that there are old rock formations with animal bones in the center found around the ruins of the institute some explorers have even found blood uh i mean okay so animals die maybe an animal wandered into this 
rock formation, you know, and died. Uh, maybe somebody was hunting an animal, and that's where the blood came from. I don't, I don't know. This one's a little weird, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's the report of the shadow figures and loud, unexplained bangs. That's kind of what stands out. Like, what are these shadow figures? What do the figures look like? Do they look like humans, uh, or do they look like animals? Or do you know? they, or do they look like something not of this world? Must right. a little bit more sinister, you know? Yeah, yeah. This one's always yeah. And anytime you're dealing with any type of anytime you type you're dealing with anything like satanic or anything, they always want to you know, which organ. To my knowledge, I, I mean, I don't know if organs like a, like there's like a, like, a, which I'm sure there's Satanists all over the country. Um, but, you know, like, because I'm looking at the picture right now, and if it's the hill, I mean, that's a pretty big open space. You know, like, I mean, I'm surely, I mean, people, I'm, I'm sure people have done more than just do satanic rituals in this area. Like, I'm sure this big old field was used for like, you know, fairs and, you know, stuff like that and you know, this big old open area right here, probably extra parking, you know, but I don't, right. it's, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's different, <laughs> but anyway, yep. all right, so uh, you got the next one, Bubba? Yeah, next up is the uh, Lafayette Cemetery, and this is in Lafayette, Oregon. There's there's a, a Lafayette just about everywhere. I believe I there is. Yeah, I believe so. Or um, or Lafayette if you want to be a dick. But go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So um, in the 1800s, a woman was accused of witchcraft and was hung for her supposed crimes. Uh oh, sounded sound familiar to you? It does. A little Salem witch trial. Little crucible. Yep. Yep. Um. So immediately prior to her death. She cursed the town of Lafayette, saying that it would burn to the ground three times. Since then, the entire town has burned down twice. So it seems that the curse is not yet broken. Her ghost has also been spotted roaming not only the location in which she was hung, but also Lafayette Cemetery, where she was buried. Hmm. It has been said that she lurks in the shadows and will scream at visitors, even going so far as to chase them out of the cemetery. Those who have been chased out often have razor-like cuts across their backs, perhaps from her fingernails, as she grabs at them. Damn. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I got a little tingle off that one. Bro, I... Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I literally just shaved my head yesterday and I feel hair on the back of my neck sticking straight up. Like <laughs> Yeah, I uh Yeah. That one's uh Goosebumps. Very. Yeah. Um so the attacks got so frequent that the cemetery has now been closed to the public and bears a no trespassing sign for public safety. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, this is definitely one of the most haunted locations in Oregon, as well as being a place where you need to quite literally watch your back. Fuck that. 
here's the here's the here's the fucked up thing though. Like, you know, you imagine like everybody else who's dead in that cemetery, you know, and the people who have loved ones buried, they can't even go see their loved ones or, you know, pay respects to their loved ones without fear of this, you know, witch lady or a lady who was presumed to be a witch, you know, killing them, you know, because then again, back then, I mean, like this is the night, this was the 1800s. So what exactly was considered witchcraft back then? Right. You know, I mean, if you can read, you're a witch. Oh, 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 you, uh, you can do a jumping jack. You're a witch, and I know that's a that's 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 a reach. Um, oh, you're reaching. You're a witch. You know, whatever. You know, what exactly did it constitute? You know, was there was there you know sacrifices? Was there, you know, you know casting spells and all that different shit? Like, what exactly was that? You know. Um, exactly but you do feel bad for the people who can't go back to the cemetery to see their loved ones you know most definitely um but the feeling of being chased by this figure and and then having the razor like yeah on your back afterwards Woo-hoo. yeah i mean how sharp is her fingernails if that's the you know, like oh dude like my back is itching right now thinking about this shit <laughs> right no shit <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a, that that's definitely a, a scary one. Um, kind of reminds me of the, uh, um, I don't know if you, you, of course you you know of the band Devil Driver. Um, yeah. They have it. They have a song on their brand new album, uh, dealing with demons. Uh, it's, it's a song called Iona, and it's about the ghost of a woman named Iona, who will hide in cemeteries and you know things of that nature. Like go if you never heard the song, go listen to it. It's a pretty freaking cool song. The music video accompanies the accompanies it brilliantly. Um, okay. And it'll scare the shit out of you watching it at like five o'clock in the morning or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So the next one that we're going to be talking about is the, let's try this again. The Multnomah, Multnomah, sure, County Poorhouse. And this is in Troutdale, Oregon. Now, in the early 1900s, uh, Multnomah County Poorhouse housed the unfortunate the sick, the poor, and the homeless. They could live on the farm in exchange for working on it. Okay, so, like, you know, I'll pay you, I'll pay you for your food, your, you know, your, your, a bed for you to sleep in. Just work on the farm and everything will be cool. Okay, pretty cool. People came and went with some frequency, so it was difficult to say how many people died here, but there were certainly a fair few. The labor was hard, and some people just were not up to it, and they ended up dying because of it. In 1990, a hotel, brewery, and venue was built on the property, and it is around this time that the paranormal activity was first reported. Room 215 is particular. seems to be a bit of a hot spot, and the hotel keeps a logbook where guests can note down their paranormal experiences while staying at the hotel. Now, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this is all the information on this poor, on this poor farm that we're given. So this makes me want to d- dive into it. Okay, what makes it a hot spot? Why is it a hot spot? What type of paranormal activities are you, you know, is it the is it the souls of maybe the the uh the workers who died and 
you know, are they coming back to seek revenge on the pre on the person who was put in charge? Like, what are you thinking right now, Bubba? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the one thing that really makes it kind of weird to me is that they, they keep a logbook where guests can note down their paranormal experiences while staying at the hotel. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, that makes it feel like it's not real. Almost like it's like a, hey, if you know, tell us about your paranormal experience. Well, I didn't really have a paranormal experience. Okay, never mind. Go on about your day. Like, wait, what? Okay. Right. But then they said, okay, we'll do this. And then maybe they do write down a paranormal experience. But, excuse me, it's only if you stay in that room 215, you know? Right. That, that's weird to me. Like, I mean, if it was a, I mean, if, if the, if the whole place was haunted, then you experience it more than just in room 215, you would think, you know, but yeah. And what makes 215 the, the hot spot, you know, did somebody die there? Did somebody commit suicide there? Uh, you know, what, what's, what's the deal? It, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so let's go on to the very next one. You got it. Yep. Next up, we're going to talk about the Witch's Castle, and this is in Portland, Oregon. There you go. So even the name of this property is enough to send a shiver up your spine. So it is hardly surprising that the Witch's Castle in Portland, Oregon, is considered to be one of the most haunted places in Oregon. So it was purchased in 1850 by the Balk family as a sanctuary for the family. But soon it became more like a prison. Hmm. Okay. When when their daughter fell in love with the hired help, Danford Balk ended up killing the man. Shit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, I'm, I'm all I'm all for over. I'm all for protection, but that's a little overboard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's a, yeah, that's a little too much. <laughs> So he then claimed that he did so because his wife had bewitched him with a spell. However, he was still hung for his crime. His death holds the distinction of being the first legal hanging in the state of Oregon. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. That is interesting, yeah. So Legal hanging, as opposed to the illegal hangings. Right. Um, so Anna was returned to the house where she had lost both her love and her father and lived out the rest of her life there. Now it is said that she haunts the building along with her father and her lost love. People have reportedly seen ghostly figures fighting around midnight. Um. Okay. So 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 okay. I I I don't think I've ever. So the ghostly apparitions are not going after the a human being who would accompany or go into the house. These ghosts are fighting amongst themselves. Yes. Like a this is like a fucking like. Supernatural version of Jerry Springer is that what, is that what we're talking about here? 
That's that's what I'm getting from it. Oh dear Jesus Christ! That had to be a fucked up reunion on the other side, right? <laughs> I mean, yep. I mean, it's like, well, something now, motherfucker. <laughs> you dead too, bitch. Oh Jesus, that wow, wow. Oh man, this one's. This one's different. <laughs> this one's so different because yes. I mean, it, it's first of all, this dude for just for just for killing. Okay, first of all, he killed the guy because he felt because the daughter fell in love with him, and then he gonna blame his wife <laughs> for bewitching him with a spell. Yeah, that's one of those. Hey man, I didn't do it. She made me. She do made it. yeah. She made me do it, or she cast a spell to make me do it. Like, no, motherfucker, you you killed that man. <laughs> oh dear Jesus! All right, <laughs> I'm sorry. This one, it, this one's the most flabbergasting one to me, honestly, because I was the fact that I mean, you would think that they would be haunting like the living. You know, nah, they fighting amongst each other. That's that's crazy, right? I don't know. Oh, excuse me. All right, so we go from that one to another one in Portland, Oregon, Shanghai tunnels. You ready for this one? Yes. So Portland Shanghai tunnels, they are world famous. They run under the infamous haunt, the infamously haunted city, as a reminder that in the early years. This was a very dark and dangerous city. Men and women alike were tricked or drugged in drugged, I'm sorry, in the bars and brothels all over town and dragged into the tunnels before being bur- before being bundled into boats and served as slaves. Many were physically and or sexually abused and several did not make it out of the tunnels alive. The hidden rooms were also used as opium dens and many people overdosed in the tunnels. Ooh, okay. All of this death and torment has made the Shanghai tunnels the ideal breeding ground for paranormal activity. And there are countless reports of strange noises, shadows, and disembodied voices, as well as a malevolent spirit who takes pleasure in torturing the tour guides. Wow. Wow. Okay, um, now they said that it's the infamous, it says they run under this infamously haunted city. So, um, according to this, according to the, um, the actual hauntedrooms.com website, it says that Portland, Oregon is actually the eighth most haunted city in America. So, um, and we'll get to that list on a different time um but yeah i mean god what are you thinking right now because i mean this is this is some fucked up shit uh yeah so (laughs) uh well first of all the people that were sexually or physically abused uh, that did not make it out of the tunnels like ugh, that's like we're talking, you know, possible human trafficking or serial rapist there. Yeah. Um, 
and then the hidden rooms that were used as opium dens, um, that in itself is just like, you know, what the fuck? Right. You know? Um, so I, I would like to know more about the paranormal activity. Like, it just says that there are reports of strange noises, shadows, and disembodied voices. Um, yeah, but, but it also so said, yeah, but it also said the, the the benevolent spirit who takes pleasure in torturing the tour guides, right? You know, because the Shanghai tunnels, I mean, they are world famous, you know, because there's a lot of people that know about them, and there's you know, it, it is more of like a tourist thing in a sense, but you know, and I'm not saying that everything is embellished because I'm sure that there's a little bit of embellishment possibly, but even then, I mean. Even when you go through, I mean, people, you've heard, I've heard stories of people went to the catacombs over in Paris and they say that it's freaky as fuck down in the catacombs. You know, you hear shit and things of that nature. Um, right. So I'm sure it wouldn't be no different with the Shanghai tunnels. Yeah, probably not. But I yeah. mean, you, you think of like, so where I was getting at is, you know, strange noise and shadows. Um, like I've gone through tunnels before. And, like, it's always, like, you, you, as you're walking through, uh, like, right behind my house, there's an old uh, train tunnel that was used during the Civil War, and there's a, a train that still goes through it um, as part of, like, a, a tour thing. Yeah, the Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but... You know, you can walk through it as well. You're not supposed to, but people do it. Right. And um, you uh, definitely hear uh, weird shit when you're walking through the tunnel. I've done it several times. And you, you see it's it's kind of like a, a, a mind fuck almost. Because as you're walking through, like you you see stuff. Right, but you don't really you like it's it's not really there because you're going from light to dark and then back to light, um, you know. So uh, that you know when we're talking about tunnels, like that stuff, I, I think is prevalent in all um, tunnels. Right? How I mean, you say you've walked it before. How far do you? How how long of a a walk do you think it is? I mean, obviously, I think, it, I think it's, it's, I would have to measure it or look it up, but I, I think it's about one mile from open to open. Okay. One, okay. one end to the other. Okay. Yeah. So you can run it in about eight, 10 minutes, something like that, if you chose to. Yeah. 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 All righty. Um, so you got the next one, brother. I do. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Croeson Creek Road, and this is in Salem, Oregon. Yep. So Croeson Creek Road is a creepy little spot in Salem, which is said to be haunted by the spirit of a little girl who was hit by a speeding car while crossing the street. Mm. Damn. That's, as a father, that's one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Uh you know 
at having my child hit by a car. Yeah. Uh, no matter how much you pay attention to them or whatnot, you know, there's always, always a split second where anything is possible. Anything can happen. Uh, right. But so it is said that drivers often see a little girl and a little boy at the side of the road. Sometimes they see a ball roll into the road and the little girl chasing after it. If they stop or slow down, she'll simply vanish. Oh, wow. And if they don't slow down? I don't know. Go through the apparition. I, I, I don't so. know. That's all. I mean, again, that's always a scary thing, you know, because, I mean, we're trained to, you know, to watch the road and we're trained to, you know, like, oh, man. You like because it, it kind of remind me a little bit of the pet cemetery, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with a little girl uh, get hit by the truck, um, and then she got you know they they buried her in the pet cemetery. She came back to life, and all that shit. Like, I mean, I don't know if this means. My question is, okay, so we know the story of the little girl. Did the little boy suffer the same fate that she did? Exactly. You know, like there's no. It doesn't say. Yeah. I mean, if you're driving down this, this, uh, this road, you know, in this, you know, small little town in Salem, I'm pretty sure, I mean, it, it, I mean, it could happen. I mean, Salem, to my knowledge, Salem is still considered one of the most haunted cities in America as well. So it would make sense for Salem to be on this list a lot. And, right. uh, speaking of Salem, we're going to talk about the very next one. This is Oregon State Hospital. Also in Salem, Oregon. Now, Oregon State Hospital originally opened in the 1800s as a general hospital. But over the years, it got more and more crowded. And eventually, it was largely being used as an insane and mentally handicapped asylum. Conditions in the... in the, Stop me if you've heard this before. Conditions in the hospital were not good. The combination of questionable medical practices and the constant abuse of vulnerable patients has left a dark stain on this building, and it is no wonder it is considered to be one of the most haunted places. There is also tunnels underneath the hospital that were in, in I'm sorry, intended to be used for transporting the most dangerous patients, but which were rumored to be used to conduct experiments on patients since nobody could hear them scream in the tunnels. Visitors have said that they can still hear those patients' screams and calling for help, and there have also been reports of footsteps, wailing, and other strange noises. Fuck! So this this literally sounds like every state hospital that we have talked about in every previous episode. Exactly. I don't know what it is, you know, oh, and especially the ones that are used for insane or mentally handicapped people. Right. And this uh, is also the 1800s, and obviously we know more about mental health and as far as medical, as far as medicine goes and, you know, me, you know, medical practices and, things of that nature, like, we are, like, leaps and bounds a whole lot better off today than we were back in the 1800s. Oh, yeah. 
Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. No, I was, was going to say, yeah, we're, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of where we were in the 1800s. But I, I wonder what it is about um, old insane asylums, as, you know, they're mostly known as, that uh, makes stuff like this happen yeah like like what was the the, the the thought process in the fact that like hey yeah you know these these people don't know what the fuck they want you know they're all fucking stupid you know we can do whatever the fuck we want to to them because guess what we can just play it off as oh well they went crazy they didn't you know like i'm not saying that that's what happened i'm saying that the possibility of that happening is very very likely um, right. but the, you know, and, but, but the part of that got me was when it says they took the, the transporting the most dangerous patients, but it was rumored that they would conduct experiments on patients. So what exactly were these experiments? Was it like compulsive, was it like electroconvulsive therapy? Was it, you know, you know, was it lumbotomies? Was it, you know, non anesthesia medicine, like medical practices? Like what exactly was it that happened? You know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't know. That's something people want to definitely think about. All right. You got the next one, Bubba? I do. Next up, we're going to talk about Pit Talk Mansion, and this is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, now, looking at the picture, this is looks like a very, very beautiful house. Oh, it's nice looking. Absolutely. Um, But Pit Talk Mansion is a huge 1,600-square-foot building that was built in 1909 by Henry Pittock, the publisher of the Oregonian, uh, which is the newspaper there in Oregon. Right. Uh, and his wife, Georgina. The couple died in 1918 and 1919, respectively. But the family remained living in the mansion until 1964. The house has since been turned into a museum but few people are aware that it's one of the most haunted places in Oregon. The haunted nature of the property is more or less kept on the down low, but that hasn't stopped tales of the ghosts slipping out. Apparently the pit talks are still there and they often tidy up or move the furniture around. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. So this huge 16,000 square foot home, big home. You know, um, obviously, I mean, they would had, you know, because, I mean, if they died in 1918 and 19, I'm sorry, 19, yeah, 1918 and 1919, and the family remained living in the mansion until the 19, until, until, did the, did, do you think the, the hauntings, did they persist before 1964? Or was it, do you think it been after 1964 when it became a museum? You know, because then it's like, okay, we, the, the people, the, you know, the, the curators of the museum purchased the home made it into a museum and now maybe it's like maybe the pit talks are like hmm you know what i don't like what you've done to this place we're gonna tidy up we're gonna move some shit around <laughs> you know right i mean that would be the general consensus i think so yeah it definitely it seems like it would have been post 1964 uh after it was turned into the hospital or i mean turned into the museum that uh the hauntings became more prevalent right so. so out of all the ones that we've talked about tonight what were the ones that interested you the most 
uh, okay, so the one that like got me the most was Lafayette Cemetery yes. or Lafayette Cemetery. Um, that one right there, like it, it made it made my neck crawl. <laughs> I, I had to look behind me for a second. I was like, man, what the fuck? Right, exactly. Um, that one, Highway One Hundred One, and just because I thought it was interesting. Because I feel I feel like it would be interesting to go to this place just to see if it's like real, the organ vortex. Just because it'd be interesting to me if if I walked into that place and I'm standing upright instead of being at a angle. If you if you know what I mean. Most definitely. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of the Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. Um, Chip, anything you want to say before we get out of here this evening? Um, as always, movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. Also, if you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. We get nothing from it. It's just the algorithm gets the podcast out to a broader audience. Absolutely. A um, couple quick shout-outs. Shout-out to our, my, my good buddy Thompson, uh, Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. He's got a brand-new deal. Uh, that he wanted me to talk to you guys about today. Instead of the f- buy three months, get the fourth month free, he will prorate your first two weeks. You will get the first two weeks of training absolutely free. And all you got to do is just prorate the next, uh, prorate the rest of the month. And then you start on the uh, the, the, the original payments the following month. Um, more information, go check him out at Sean Thompson or Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Shout out to our good friends, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. And also check out uh, twitch.tv hash, uh, ha, uh, excuse me, looking at the paper wrong. Uh, Unleashed Demon, our good buddy, uh, Ivan Montanez, does, he plays Call of Duty, a lot of cool games. Go check him out. Um, on the next episode of The Hauntings of, we are going to be taking a look at the state of Pennsylvania. That should be a very interesting one. Um, you know, the, the, the city of bridges, as some people called it, the steel city, you know, um, different places. That being said, and also check out the Patreon channel. Patreons, uh, we, we, we're dropping more uh, battle topic and uh, rap rewinds every every other week. So definitely go check that out. Um, and again, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of The Hauntings Up. We will see you guys back here in two weeks for another episode. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Patreon.com. And once again, movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.